This is where it all begins. Ready? Dates crash back in racing. Welcome to RSN 927's Race Day Morning. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Warren Huntley. Good morning and welcome to the first word. It's Saturday the 17th of September and it's Sir Rupert Clark Stakes Day. Group 1 racing at Caulfield. Group 1 racing also at Randwick with the George Main. We'll get a rundown on the track conditions at both venues shortly. Sir Rupert Clark, the feature at Caulfield. Sierra Sue, behemoth winners in recent times. Be good to your mother. Thoughts are with the Bowman family following the recent loss of Be Good to Your Mother. What a great horse he was to the family. Sandra Adelaide, Bonhoeffer and Bon Orem both winning the Sir Rupert Clark. Big race for Ken King, Thoroughbreds, and a great day for Wendy Kelly with Bonhoeffer winning that Group 1. Regal Roller, Testarossa, back-to-back. Damien Oller's first win, Group 1 level, came in this race aboard Submariner when it was the Show Day Cup many years ago. So terrific race it's been, and a great day's racing at Caulfield coming up. Animo back to the races at Ranwick, and effectively an Everest rehearsal with Nature Strip, Eduardo and others going toe-to-toe in the shorts. So a great day's racing ahead. Unfortunately, we've lost the meeting at Tatura today in the last half hour or so. That's been abandoned due to overnight rain. So no provincial racing in Victoria today. If you were thinking about playing at Tatura, unfortunately, that meeting has been abandoned. But we're going ahead at Caulfield. All eyes have been on scratchings and the weather in the last couple of days. Let's catch up with Tim Bailey. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Warren. How has the, the last 24 hours in particular been at Caulfield? Yeah, we got four millimetres between 3 and 5 p.m. yesterday, Warren, and uh, so we've come up with a soft six rating this morning. Uh, there are showers forecast from late morning. There's certainly nothing on the radar at the moment. If we, you know, if we were to avoid all those shower activities, I'd be confident we'd get back to a soft five at some stage during the day. How does the, the track look overall? Oh, I think it's in terrific order, Warren. We just had a couple of gallops and... You know, and John McNeil was, was one of the riders in Eddie Cassar, and they actually agreed that, you know, the tracks are, tracks are six, but an improving six, and, and they really didn't even break into the surface. It's just this time of year now, we're just, the roots are really flourishing, and they hold together really well. So, um, yeah, couldn't be happy with the way it'll present, and certainly I'm, you know, extremely confident even around and across. Busy time of year, leading into your busiest time of the year. How are you managing the rail, particularly today and, and relative to the last meeting? Yeah, just out at six metres today, Warren. It was true for Memsey, so pushed it out to six uh, to protect it for the Guineas meeting. Uh, certainly, uh, where, where it is today, there's not you can't see a mark on the track. It's in uh, terrific order. Um, and as I said, three weeks, three weeks from today, we're back in on the inside for uh, for Guineas Day. The measurements of going sticks, shears, and even soil moisture. How have they come up this morning? Yeah, going stick eight point four, shear of eleven point two, and soil moisture twenty three point seven. Uh, yeah, so look, let's just fingers crossed we can miss these showers during the day, and I think it'll be, it'll provide an excellent even racing too. The Melbourne Racing Club Race Day app provides some great up to date information. You can watch the, the rainfall figures being updated every fifteen minutes or so, wind and, and soil moisture, etc. The wind in particular, how's that likely to affect uh, any pattern of racing today? Yeah, it's forecast for twenty five to forty kilometre northwesterly, which is predominantly a headwind coming out of the twelve hundred chute. So I think history would suggest you'd probably want cover coming down the side there between, say, the 1,000 and the, and the 350. So certainly keep an eye on that. And as, as you said, if people haven't got that app, I'd, you know, and they're punting, I'd certainly recommend to, to, to get that app. It's just the race day app and does have live updates of the wind, etc. Certainly the wind does play a big part in the patterns of racing. Looking forward to a terrific day's racing at Caulfield today, Tim. Thanks for the update this morning. Thanks, Warren. 
Group 1 racing with the George Main at Randwick and there's been some rain during the week. Let's get an update on the conditions there with Michael Wood. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Warren. How's the week been at Randwick? Yeah, a little bit up and down. We were, we were heading in the right direction there and then uh, got just over 20 millimetres on Thursday night. So uh, got a fair downpour, but um, look, we're a soft seven this morning and uh, a penetrometer of 5.82. With that rainfall that you, you referenced late in the week, has the track improved since that, that deluge hit? Is it on the upward trend, or, or is that as bad as it got? No, definitely on the improve. Um, I rated the track a heavy eight yesterday morning. As, as I say, we, it sort of stopped at around midnight on Thursday night. Uh, we had a good day there yesterday. I think we got up to about 25 degrees and, and quite a strong northwesterly wind, which was good. So um, got that bit of improvement into the soft seven yesterday afternoon and, and just remained there at this morning. How do conditions look for the rest of today? Well, it looks a cracking day at the moment. Um, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, that northwesterly is meant to hang around for the, the majority of the day. Uh, I think we've got gusts up to about 30k, so um, that's only going to continue to, to help the track. And um, Although I do think it's going to sit sort of somewhere in that seven range. If we got to a six at some point in the day, that'd be great. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Any idea, pattern of racing today with the rail and the true position? Oh, look, we've pushed it back into the true. Um, I think, you know, apart from probably getting that, that bit of cover from the northwesterly, um, I think they'll probably stay within the seven metres. Obviously, there's a bit of marking there from our meeting a fortnight ago where we had some pretty ordinary conditions on the day. But, um, no, look, all in all, it's, the track started to respond uh, with the springtime temperatures. So uh, I think we're in for a great day's racing. We've got some great horses here today. They're spectacular days racing at Randwick. So looking forward to it. Thanks for the update, Michael. Thanks, Warren. Have a good day. We're on a soft seven rail through at Randwick. We're six metres out on a soft six at Caulfield. Hopefully the, the weather favours the track managers and those wanting the, the tracks to improve marginally from that level during the course of the day. I know one trainer who'd be hoping for, for an improvement in the track is Lindsay Smith, particularly for in the boat later on. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. Soft six at, at this stage and not a lot of rain forecast. How does that affect your plans for today? Uh, yeah, no, we have to load up because, uh, uh, yeah, we're happy at the soft six and uh, we leave about 10.30, so if anything changes when we get there, um, he can just have a day out with Tuvalu, I suppose. But uh, at the moment, we'll be going to the races, yes, and run money. How is Tuvalu? He had a terrific preparation, last preparation, and he's going up Group 1 level first up in the Sir Rupert Clark. How is he? No, no, he's fine. It's, uh, he was a little bit... Uh, I was going to always go to Sandown next week, but uh, after his trial at Castanon, he started to uh, change my thinking simply where he, how advanced he was. But he, he never went to the paddock. He just stayed at home. Uh, and I tried something different with him, and I just kept him in the stable, uh, and he lives in a, uh, an acre paddock, but he'd come in at night, and we'd take him to the beach every day and swimming behind the boat, so he was always quite active, so um, I'm sort of pretty glad now that uh, we took that path, because uh, he's able to go in, in the first group one, yeah. Can you give us an insight? You mentioned post that gallop that you, you sort of advanced where you, you thought he was. What are some of the key signs that you look for to tell you that he's a, a bit more forward than you thought he might have been? Oh, well, it's basically like his, uh, his weight, but his heart rate indicators were 
that uh, they were lower than he'd been in the same time in the other prep. So he was in, after that trial, he was in the, the high 80s, which it's it's very good for a horse uh, uh, of the bit of the easy time he had. So, And he's a naturally lean, uh, athletic horse as well. But, uh, yeah, he's only sometimes around the 95, his first trial, but he was in the 86, 88 range. Um, and uh, he's had a couple of good gallops since. Uh, he, obviously, you know, he went to Hamilton. Thank God for them. They give us the grass. And I thought it was a heavy 10, and he pulled up, and he was only 84 that day. So um, indicators like that suggest that uh, he should be going the races. And um, that's what I've taken on today instead of next week. Jared Fry's got a terrific association with him from that wider draw. He seems to be a natural rolling style of galloper. How do you, you and Dean Lester, I know, puts a, a bit of work into you with maps. How are you reading the race for Tuvalu? Oh, he says stay to the same plan. Uh, Dean's theory, if he's got mates, would have want to go with him, so be it. So, uh, you know, it's uh, a group one. Uh, we have a couple of ideas, and as a, you know, in group ones, I don't know whether you have to sell guns to the enemy so uh, we've got a couple of different options we can take so um on yeah i'll discuss them with jared and uh, see what we do what about in the boat he's had that first up run how'd he come through that no he was fine he uh yeah i should have had him a little bit fitter but um he's got a long way to go see his previous campaigns we didn't know where he'd finish up so he you sort of just kept pouring the work in him. This time I thought he has a long journey if he can make it to Western Australia. And I didn't uh, expect him. I was hoping he won, but I didn't expect him to win the other day. So uh, I thought it was a pass mark. Uh, He went to uh, Hamilton also on a heavy track, which he has no... Yeah, he's no good on it. So uh, I thought he'd come out of that quite good. His coat changed. uh, His wind changed. His thickness of his wind. So that helped him a little bit, and he looks good. So he'll he'll go today, and you know, obviously, he likes a bone dry track. But as I said, it'll, it'll help him for the, for his future runs anyway. Cheerful moment in Jerry Ryan's colours as well. He's back in West Australia, been close up in his last couple. He goes round in the fifth at Belmont today. What's your expectation there? Yeah, we're going for a bit more aggressive rider, and uh, I think you'll find he'll roll roll to the front. Um, and uh, it's not a very strong race, so uh, a little bit of giving the ground, so I, I, I think he gets his chance to win a race today. And get in the queue in race six also at Belmont. What's the pick of the Lindsay Smith team today, do you think? A cheerful moment. Cheerful moment, Belmont, race five, number seven. Good luck in the group one, and best of luck to the connections and in the boat also in the last at Caulfield, Lindsay. See you out there, mate. Bye-bye. Lindsay Smith with a hand in a few meetings today. Michael Kent Jr.'s got a strong hand. Also, he's been kind enough to join us on what's no doubt a busy morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Warren. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. We've got the soft six at Caulfield and and not a lot of rain forecast. Has that affected anything you're likely to do today? No, that all run today. Let's kick off with the the horse in the Group 1 that's first up with uh, Ayrton in the Roll the Dice colours. Mike talking to uh, to Michael Felgate yesterday, indicating that they're, they're happy to run on these conditions. Barrier 4, how are you reading the race for him? Oh, it's a lovely draw, isn't it? Um, 
you know, he's going to get held up. There's plenty of speed on. Uh, similar kind of setup to when he won the Victoria Handicap. First up, last preparation, he got that nice saloon passage through. So we'll need a bit of luck at the right time. Um, the track will be improving, no doubt, all day until the rain may or may not come. I think around three o'clock looks the most likely time it could fall, but very windy. So um, hopefully we get an upgrade. And um, the horse is, is fantastic. He's had a great prep. He's very forward. He's more forward than he was last preparation. And he's there to run really well. What about Shayo, who's been a recent addition to the stable in the same race? Yeah, she's had a great prep too. Um, she is a mare that can dwell at the start. So she's got a barrier blanket on. So she'll be back in the ruck. Um, but I think it's a nice draw where um, hopefully they don't get too far back and She'll be charging home late. Um, I think Flemington, those bigger tracks, uh, allow her to you know, make up ground easier. But if things work out for her, she'll be storming home late. At this stage, no scratchings in, in the Group 1. So Age of Chivalry likely to be staying at home. Back to Amenable in the Caulfield Guineas Prelude. What did you make of his first up run going around race four today? Uh, super first up run in a race that was never going to suit. 1200 inside draw and he was unlucky uh he's come on really well he's a smart colt uh, ollie had to sit on tuesday morning and he worked with shiloh and he worked very good uh he'll have no traffic troubles from barrier 11 and 11 today uh just a matter of how the race works out for us if he can get in the race and, and work home he'll run really well if the race is put on for the leaders it'll be difficult uh but um he's a horse to follow with going super what about Denied going around with the Phillies in the 1,000 guineas prelude race five? Yeah, she, she's probably a bit flat second up after a three-wide no-cover run first up and uh, couldn't keep up over 1,200 metres. Um, from our point of view here at home, she's really come on. She's bright and bouncy and uh, work was great on Tuesday morning. Uh, even race, there's a few good ones at the top and then an even bunch of um, Phillies here. Barrier one, if it's okay, they're... Um, Come race five, uh, she'll hold a better spot and uh, she give a bit of cheek. Um, whether she can run the first four, she have to improve a fair bit. But I think if you're playing your um, your tries or your, your first fours, include her, she'll run an improved race. The Amazonian gets out to 2,000 metres in the Melbourne Racing Club Foundation Cup, race six on the card. What did you make of her first up run? Yeah, very good. Um, much better than uh, her first up run at her previous prep, so she's really improved. Uh, she's a good staying mare. Um, a mile and a half is probably better for her, so second up 2,000. She'll still be um, in need of need of a run. Uh, there might be a few here that are better on the day, uh, but she'll be charging home. I think the, the soft track is a tick, uh, good draw, uh, lightweight. Um, you know, it's a win. You're in Caulfield Cup, so we're hoping for the best. Um, as I said, whether she can win today, not sure, but she's, she's going really well. We're very happy with her. What do you think's the best of the team today? Um, it'd be nice to win a group one, wouldn't it? But I think, I think Amenable's a, a nice bet. I think it's, that price, uh, is a comp we've always liked. And, um, yeah, just, just watch the track pattern. If, if they can make ground, um, he'll be working on very strongly. Can I get an update on a couple of the stable stars, in particular uh, on Thunderstruck and, and Jackano on, on a path towards the Golden Rose? Yeah, so Jackano worked this morning on the Rose Hill course proper. Uh, worked really well, just had an easy gallop. 
got his main bit of work on Tuesday morning. Uh, he's going great. His trial during the week was super, and Huey was very happy with him. Uh, Thunderstruck is just perfect. Um, he had a very light week, went to the beach a few times, and this morning he just went uh, allegedly sort of 1,400 at home, two and 25. Uh, Matt Chadwick rode him beautifully, nice pair of hands, and he's never relaxed better that horse. He just lobbed along and then quickened up um, as he liked and uh, walked home. So he's in a really good um, groove, and uh, yeah, we couldn't be happier with how he's going. Exciting times ahead. Good luck today, particularly in the Group 1, Michael. Thanks. Michael Kent Jr. with a strong hand at Caulfield. An update on Jack and O heading towards the, the Golden Rose. Eduardo, the Warriors, back with a rematch with Nature Strip in the shorts at Randwick today. What a great race it promises to be. Joe Pride joins us this morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How's your big boy this morning? Yeah, super. Yeah, really happy with him. So he's had a good couple of weeks since his first up run and you know, he gets on another a softish track today. Probably gets back to a six, but um, he uh, he won a galaxy on us in this sort of surface. He, he's very versatile, as you know. He can go on any sort of surface. But... He's a horse who's had some great clashes with Nature Strip. You've got that recent run under your belt. How are you reading today's rematch? Yeah, look, it's um, you know, this this past history probably tells you that it's um, that it, you know, this these sort of races are the best opportunity for for Eduardo to get a victory over Nature Strip. And, uh, you know, particularly with that run under his belt. Um, the inside draws, probably not what they would have wanted. I'm sure they'd rather swap barriers and give their horse a chance to build up speed. So there could be an opportunity early in the race for us there. Um, oh, look, just another another great clash. I, I tend to stay out of the, the tactics there and believe to the jockey because there's so many decisions they've got to make in the run, you know. And it's shame not to have Nash on, but for instance, a, a capable replacement. And I'm sure he'll make the right call. That's race eight on the card. You kick off earlier with Carp Fever being your, your first run. Goes round in race three with Sam Clipperton aboard. What's your expectation there? Oh, just a horse who's looking for ground. Um, so there isn't any great expectation, you know, just like the team on a nice race and sort of poke home at the end. What about Stockman, a horse who doesn't mind getting his toe into the ground? We're on a, a soft seven, talking to Michael Wood earlier on. How do you assess him going round in race nine, the Kingston Town? Really, really happy with him getting getting into his, um, the right start part of his preparation now into the right sort of trips that will bring out the best in him. Um, lovely horse, very genuine, um, and he'll run, he'll run well. And you wind up the day with Zushak in the last, Regan Bayless aboard going around over, over 1,200 metres. Your, your assessment there? Yeah, look, he's, um, he's a good, honest horse. He's, um, uh, he's had a, lot, a long time off, and um, for that reason, I think he would probably need the run today. But he has had three trials, so, you know, He's done enough work to be there. It's just whether he's going to, you know, lack a little bit of match practice when it's when, when it comes time. I would assume it would be rare when you take a horse to the races that Eduardo, if he's on the float, that he's not your best. Would he be your best at Randwick today? Yes, yes. And you've taken Charlotte into to Newcastle, a horse that had a little bit of some good form around him earlier in the career. Can he break through today? Look, I'd like to think so. He's been left a colt, um, and and he, but that's basically on the line today. You know. Uh, of, of, he's underachieved um, to, to this point, but he gets an opportunity there today. Particularly with the blinkers on, he's worked quite sharply with them on, so he's got an opportunity to, to prove he should be left a cult. Um, and you know, we can sort of look at some loftier goals if he's able to to get the job done today. He goes around in race five at Newcastle. Good luck with the champ Eduardo in the shorts at Randwick race eight today, Joe. Great, thank you very much.
Joe Pride with a rematch today. It'll be one of the most watched races throughout the day. Mike Moroney's got a team heading to Caulfield today. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, morning, Warren. Duke of Dubai, relishing that synthetic track in uh, the last race at Geelong yesterday. You must be pleased with the, the preparation he's had. Yeah, look, he's starting to put together now. I got a little bit older and a bit wiser about the whole thing, so um, he's just been a slow maturing horse. In his colours, Japanese Emperor goes around in race four today, following that most impressive win at Sandown on debut. How's he come through that? Can't fault the way he's come through. His work was really, very good here Tuesday. Um, look, I know he's in the deep end a little wee bit. Um, horses have had far more practice and practice round uh, Corville than we haven't been. Uh, but he's, uh, he's, he's starting to really impress me. He's, he's a lovely cut of a horse, and he's not overly big, so there's a good chance he'll get down Caulfield. Um, but you know, you, you're only you, you're there hoping that um, he's a big and his horse. But um, today's going to tell tell the story. But race six, you've got Emissary and Chapada. Emissary coming off that terrific first up win. First of all, how's he come through that? He's come through well. Yep, no, he's come through well. Um, you expect up and trip with suit. Um, can't really find any reason why he can't complete the days of um, last start. Um, he's going well. And Chapada, a horse that's been a bit of a stalwart for the stable in, in recent years. How do you line the two of them up? I don't think much between them now, but weights and measures. Um, look, he's going terrific. Chapada, if you watch his last run, he got held up at the vital stage, and uh, I thought he went really well. So, And that was of a long break. Uh, he's got a pretty good second-up record, and he certainly worked well. Um, he looks a bit on the chubby side still, but that, that's him. I think he, he races to carry a bit of condition. The Group 1, the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes, a race you have won previously with Perno 20 years ago. You've got Buffalo River and Banker's Choice in the race. How do you assess their chances? Look, they're both going to be um, the opposite to each other. One's going to be uh, front end of the field, one's going to be towards back end early. So, um, look, I, I think that if it's running along at true enough speed, I would be leaning towards Banker's Choice. I do think he's improved a lot uh, from first to second up. I, I thought as. First up run was just a pass mark, um, but I do think he's improved and said his work's improved, so um, we're waiting for that to happen and he's this one, so on his um, all form, he should be right in it, um, he's well on the lights. Who are you leaning to as your best of the day, Mike? Well, there's not a lot between the three of them, um, I'm hoping it's just Japanese Emperor, um, he's the, uh, the, the sort of horse that we think a lot of, and he, we, we sort of can't get a real handle on him, but I'm hoping that he he puts his hand up um, to represent us in the beginning. So um, for that reason, I'll go for him, but there's not much in between him in, in a series and, and, and possibly back his choice. Best of luck with the, the team. Thanks for joining us this morning. OK, thank you. 28 after 7 on RSN 927. We're on a soft 6 at Caulfield with the rail in the 6 metre position. Randwick, we're on a soft 7 with the rail true. The meeting provincially in Victoria has been abandoned at Tatura due to overnight rain. More trainers in the first word after this break. Group 1 racing in Melbourne and Sydney today and the Blue Army's well named with the number of Godolphin runners heading to both Caulfield and Randwick today and James Cummings has been kind enough to join us. Good morning, James. Good morning, Warren. How are you? Very well, thank you. You have assembled an army today. We know we're getting to the, the business end of the Spring Carnival when you, you're attacking the, the, the meetings like you are today. Yes, we, uh, we, yes we, we've really attempted to focus uh, on, the, on the spring with the couple of promising horses we've got in the stable and uh, 
and the, the up and comers around them all hopefully surge at the same time, and we'll see what we can we'll see what we can achieve with them. But uh, very competitive racing wherever we're going, and uh, and they'll be hard fought victories if we're lucky to get any. Let's start with Animo Banner Horse for the stable in the George Main, the Group One at Randwick. How's he done since that first up win? Uh, he's he's nice and fresh. We gave him four weeks between runs deliberately so that we could keep building him up this preparation. I'm delighted with the way he's trained in between starts. I didn't have to do too much with him in the early part after the winks uh, that he won so stylishly fresh up. Um, I gave him a little lung burner at Warwick Farm, got him got him out of Osborne Park and uh, ensured that he was still stimulated enough to be fit enough to be uh, to be to be running at his to be running at his best over a mile in a group one next time. And here we are in the George Main, perfectly set up at sixteen hundred metres, a track where he's already uh, a track where where he's already won a, a couple of group ones. And uh, and so I think we've given him every opportunity to keep um, to keep soldiering on in his campaign. How are you reading the track at this stage with that rain during the week and favourable conditions in the last 24 hours or so? Well, uh, look, I think that it'll be racing better than the rating given this morning. I think the um, I think the track might even be a, be a, be a five, if not even a four, in some parts throughout the day. Number of runners right throughout the day. Don't want to, to waste your time and go through all of them individually. At Randwick, are there any, one or two that you're most looking forward to seeing outside of Animo? Well, you know the horse that's been racing so beautifully in uh, Melbourne, Lackeen. He'll run, he'll run a good race in the Bill Ritchie, I feel. Um, and uh, and our, our, our other runners there, I think, they're, I think they're all dangerously well. They're going to run good races, and whilst none of them are favourites, um, they're going to they're going to they're going to run well enough to give some of those favourites a scare in those races. Race five, number nine, Lakeen down there on fifty three kilos at Caulfield. You, you've got a strong hand. Probably the the horse most people are interested in is Half Cabin getting back to the the fourteen hundred metres race for the Caulfield Guineas Prelude. How's he done since that run over the shorter trip? Well, I had three weeks up my sleeve. After the McNeil, I didn't do much with him in the, um, in, the in the ten days after the race. Um, he done well. He was taken to Caulfield on Tuesday morning. He flew in a gallop. Uh, Rob Nicholson had to turn to his old man and say, "Did he really just do that? Because this is what I got." My stopwatch, and I'm worried whether or not my battery's getting a bit flat. <laughs> and his father confirmed that he did fly in a gallop, and I and I ideally hope he didn't leave it there. But he's uh, but he's been bright as a button since then. It was probably a good gallop that he um, was probably a good gallop that did him no harm, and uh, and he's perfectly suited stepping back up to fourteen hundred metres. It's uh, a right race for him as a um, as a preliminary before the Caulfield Guineas. If he continues to prove that he's up to them, I think the form through uh, Jack and O is very good form, uh, and uh, um, the barrier should ho- hopefully ensure that he can blend into the race with, uh, with, with, no, with no traffic and not carrying any horses to his outside. So that's, um, that's, one, thing, that's one other thing I like, like about the, the look of this race this afternoon. And, uh, and we um, all report uh, the boys love the way the horse looks. I saw him myself, I saw him myself on the uh, inside grass at Flemington last Saturday morning and he looked to be loving his training. So we're, uh, we're in business there and... Let's, um, let's hope that he continues to impress us along the way.
he sat behind the speed, just behind the speed at the shorter trip last start. Ideally, where would you like him to settle today? Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be concerned if he sat second in the run. Kick off the day in race two with Lascars, Kin and Renosu gang tackling that race. How do you assess their relative chances? Well, uh, I don't think I don't, I don't think any three of them, any of the three, will be favourite. I think it's a strong race with uh, connections of other runners uh, holding stakes class aspirations for their horses. Uh, Extravagant was a millennium winner, so for all intents and purposes, it might have, you know it's it's a like she's a proper horse. Started favourite and just struck a very heavy track at Randwick. The following start in the Sweden race hasn't hasn't been seen since, and uh, and, and so uh, we're coming up against you know some pretty good horses. But well, you know, look, look at the horses' form for a horse like Lascar. He's bumped into Lamborghini. Um, he's bumped into Giga Kick, who probably possibly be one of the favourites for the Daniel, um, and uh, and he, he's bumped into a. Torpedo horse of Mick Price is that one very impressively on debut. So uh, he's been um, he's been a while in the waiting trying to get him on a good track, a decent surface. Um, we've ended up having to avoid a maiden and bring him here to, to do that. But uh, but from barrier one, I can see him running a race. Renosu's got a bit of got a bit of confidence about him. He uh, he also went to Caulfield on Tuesday and was uh, was very impressive in a very impressive impressive in a piece of work to show that he's got plenty of pace for the 1,000 metres here this afternoon. I would, I would like to see him be the speed of the speed in this race and, uh, and, and, show, and show that sort of pace that he's got. And Kin, well, you know, the filly she just got over the top of in only a 900-metre maiden at Newcastle, came out and won nicely with a good gap back to third since then. And, uh, and we had enough of an opinion of her to be running here in a couple of Saturday races at Flemington last season and transferring her to Sydney for group races, which she just didn't measure up in on wet tracks. But now that she's had a little bit more time, she's not a whole lot stronger, but she's just got a little bit of time now to have, have, have absorbed that first preparation. She's first up winner in her second prep. So uh, so you know, she could be the improver in the race too. Race five, you've got Sumatra coming off a maiden win in New South Wales. Wide draw with Damien Oliver aboard. How do you line her up against these fillies? Well, look, it's difficult to line her up because she's been all potential so far and, uh, and, and hasn't quite delivered yet. We got her maiden out of the way, which is uh, easier said than done, but she went out and did it first up this preparation. I had a nice little race picked out for her at Wyong. Unfortunately, we, uh, when, when my um, stable hand peeled her off the float at Wyong, just observed there was a twisted plate, so we took all precautions, took the plate off and scratched her from the run. So she missed a run there in her campaign and she should be very fresh for this race this afternoon. So Barry is going to give her a bit to do. But this is, a, this is something of a feeler just to see where we sit in the, um, the potential contention for the 1,000 guineas that's three and a half weeks away. And, uh, and, and Damien Oliver, Damien Oliver, well, he knows the filly. He rode the filly in the... VRC size, and uh, and she was a little unlucky on the, in the run. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not convinced she would have fought it out, but she could have finished a lot closer if she got more clear air. So she's she's a she's an interesting horse to watch, but needs to improve on her form so far. Race eight, you got Zapateo, who was terrific, winning two starts ago. Then had the challenge of of chasing Eduardo last start. How'd she come through that? Well, she pulled up all right from that run. That's why we're back here a fortnight later. 
I'm pleased with her from that perspective. She does have to take on Isotope. Um, not only Isotope, but also a few other mayors here, like the uh, like the, the mayor of Peter Moody that is unbeaten. So that's, you know that doesn't make things uh, that doesn't make things easy for her. But she's at that level now where they're not going to give them away. So she needs to step up. But she's training very well, and uh, and as a Group Three winner already, all of this could potentially be upside for her to win a um, to win a to win yet another stake. And uh, you know, she can get over the top of horses like Chain of Lightning and Isotope, and even she's all class who can return to form last trip. And we could be, um, you know, we could be pretty hopeful with some more aggressive programming with her in the remainder of the spring. Race nine, you got ingratiating a horse we know down here. He's first up. Your, your thoughts on how he's coming to hand? Yeah, I think he's training beautifully. Uh, he he uh, he just went about his business in a. Solid trial there behind a long winner, a long leader and winner, um, Rose Hill. Uh, he's bumped into a Thelric at set weight at the end of last preparation, which was a really nice winnable race for him, but didn't begin the cleanest and uh, and, and flashed up the second behind him. The Thelric since run very well in a Concord behind Eduardo, so the form's interesting when you line it up that way. He's uh, He's got to carry the crux of his burden of having placed in a in a diamond and a slipper and won a, a vein stakes 12 months ago fresh up. Uh, but uh, but love to see that colt back into form on the racetrack on Saturday afternoons because he's showing us plenty in his training. And uh, and if he can get up and win this race, then he uh, he's he's just right back in the ball game to be um, to, to be to be advertising himself well for uh, possible stronger targets later on this campaign. Quite often you keep an eye on the Saturday Sydney provincial meetings and a, and a nice galloper can emerge. You're taking two horses to Newcastle today. Is there anything we should be keeping an eye on? Oh, look, I think Mark West will run very well. Um, he's, he's, he was a good win last time. Uh, that was a, um, a promising horse he defeated there at Hawkesbury and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with the way he's gone on with it since. So, yeah, keep, keep an eye on that. He's bred in the purple, uh, so don't let him slip your guard if you're keen to take on the provincial meetings on a Saturday afternoon despite all the good racing in town. <laughs> Race seven, number eight, Marcus. And uh, look, I'll ask you what you're hoping or what you think might be your best in both Melbourne and Sydney, James. Oh, I, look, I I couldn't give you one. I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm just like you, Warren. I like seeing people win money, but it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to get single one out, but. There's, there's a, there's, there's a couple of obvious picks there from Caulfield, one from Caulfield and one from Saturday, if you look at the market. So why don't you go with that? But it's a, it's pretty difficult racing, and we'd be pleased to be uh, fighting chances in those races. Important day for the team, James. Best of luck with some of the stars heading to the track today. Thanks, Warren. James Cummings there with runners and a big hand in the meeting at both Randwick and at Caulfield. Graham Beggs heading to Caulfield with Luna Fair and Rose Quartz, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Graham. Yeah, good day, uh, Warren. How are you? Good, thank you. What did you make of Luna Flair's first up run? She goes round in race six today. Yeah, no, we thought she ran very well uh, first up. It was a very difficult day to make a looping run from back in the field at Caulfield on the occasion. So to be beaten just under three lengths, we thought there was a lot of merit in a run. Um, Hit the line well. Um, certainly stepping up to 2,000 metres will be beneficial to her chances um, and also with an improving track. 
What would be her, her ultimate goal this prep, all things being well? Well, she's uh, sort of borderline qualified for the uh, Caulfield Cup. So, look, we're going to let today tell us a lot. Um, when we take that next step, hopefully she wins. She'll be automatic entry into it. So um, we'd certainly have to look closely look at it. Um, but certainly races, you know, anything a mile and a half and above, um, she'll be very well suited to, you know, race like the Mooney Valley Cup, which she won last uh, year. So it could certainly be on the agenda again. There's plenty of races for those type of horses, Warren. Rose Quartz is a, another runner for you today, race nine. She's first up. She's got a great first up record. Your thoughts on how she's progressing this preparation? Look, she's had two nice uh, uh, jump outs uh, going into the race. We're very, very happy with her condition. She's big and strong. Uh, our only concern with her is the conditions of the ground. Um, so if we get any sort of downgrading, uh, she'll probably come out um, during the day if they have to get the showers because we feel that she's a, a mare that uh, really relishes being on top of the ground. Um, as soon as you get sort of you know, down into the six or worse, she's not seen at her best. So uh, you know we want to keep the record as good as we can, and and you know we feel that she's going very very well at this point in time, and uh, you know we want to get a good result with her. Good luck with the pair heading to Caulfield today, Graham. Thanks for that. Thank you. Race 6, number 10, Luna Flare. Race 9, number 12, Rose Quartz. Graham Beggs runners today. We're about to take a break. It's court to eight. The panel will assemble at eight o'clock. Dean Lester, David Gately and Nicole Thomas from the tab. Scratchings are interim at Flemington. We'll check the finals with Sean Cosgrove close to the top of the hour, but no scratchings in the Group 1 feature, the Sir Rupert Clark. So the emergencies will come out there. There's only a total of 11 scratchings at this stage interim at Caulfield. No scratchings in the Group 1, the Sir Rupert Clark. It's court to eight. Sam Friedman with runners today at Caulfield and a couple sneaking over the border to Morfordville and one in the group one with Cinewan in the field, open-minded, won't gain a start as an emergency. Sam joins us this morning. Good morning, Sam. Morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's Cinewan going into the group one? He seems very well. He's um, obviously gap between runs. We've given him uh, plenty of work. We were tempted um, to run him at the valley and give him another run at six, but track came up pretty heavy that day and he drew a bad gate so we just elected to just get the work into him at home he's had plenty of work and um yeah i think we've got him as forward as we can without you know being able to sort of race him a lot so um you know the the track hopefully holds up and you know it's not a deteriorating surface he's you know nearly useless on really soft and heavy so we'd, we'd much prefer you know a firmer surface for him it's got a near inside draw in a race where there does look to be reasonable speed. How do you think the race shapes up for him? Yeah, this, I mean, the speed looks okay. I mean, without being probably helter-skelter, um, he never steps terribly quickly from the gates. He musters pretty fast. Um, you know, I actually think that the inside draw probably suits him. You know, he can be quite a way held up, and I do think he's probably at his best when he just gets quite a way and gets out very late. Um, you know, I think if he can just get a, get the runs in between them and get a gap in the last furlong, then um, you know he can be very effective. I think when he's got to make a long run around them, I think he's um, probably not as effective, and his turn of foot might be blunted by that. So yeah, pretty pleased with an inside draw. Just going to need a bit of luck. Cannonball's your first runner for the day. Goes round in race two <laughs> over the thousand metres. Had he come through that trip to Sydney? Yeah, he comes through really well. He looks he looks terrific, and he's working 
very well. I, I think the run in Sydney, you know, I think we thought the draw and everything was going to suit, but they had the track rate, I think, a soft six, and it was clearly you know, significantly heavier than that, um, which he didn't appreciate at all. The rail chopped out, which was where we were, you know, hoping would be the place to be. So none of it really worked out, but um, I think hopefully on a slightly better surface and back in grade and back in trip, you know, he can he can at least make them earn it. Um, he's been racing probably stronger races than this throughout his you know career, so um, you know he, he can run a cheeky race provided that the track isn't too soft. I think you know we've got a couple there that certainly prefer firmer footing and. Um, you know, we'll be watching the first race keenly to see to see how it is. Early in his career, he showed some good speed from that draw out of, out of the shoot start. Would you be expecting him to press forward? I would imagine so. Yeah, I, I think you know he's got good speed. He's very professional. I think his biggest asset is you know, he's got a high cruising speed, and um, you know, isn't necessarily a turn of foot, but he can sustain a good gallop. And um, you know, there's a some more inexperienced horses in the race, and I think if we can utilise that and roll forward, either lead or outside lead, he, you know, he could give a bold sight. Zuzarella goes round in race three, second up and out to the fourteen hundred metres away from Stakes Company. What do you make of her today? Yeah, probably the easiest race she's contested for well, throughout her career. So um, don't mind the wide gate if they're running on. She's you know her first two starts she drew very wide and we rode her very quietly and. Preble knows her well now, and we had a big discussion about it last week and felt that she's much better really just dragged back, coiled up, and um, and produced with one run. You know, I think we've probably been sucked into riding her a little bit close in a couple of races, and it's dented her finish. So she'll be ridden very conservatively, and um, she'll come to the outside. I think she can run well. The 1,400, I do think she's probably riding her out of limits, so she'll probably need to get a run up behind them and... And, um, and getting that three-wide running line. But, yeah, she seems to be working along well and as that's the easiest race she's contested for a while. Quick word on Philosopher in the first and Brazen Bully in race nine heading to Morfordville today. Yeah, Philosopher should be pretty hard to beat. He, um, he obviously got run down first up. Um, you know, he's trialled since, trialled nicely, um, trialled alongside Nick Ryan in Cannonball's race. So... Um, again, probably one of the easier races he's contested. He's a horse that makes his own luck. He's got a very high cruising speed. Um, you know, so he, he, you know, he can certainly be winning over there. And Brazen Bully, yeah, he's, he's probably, you know, this is his grade. Um, you know, I think, yeah, he, he can run well, but, um, yeah, he obviously needs things to go right and to get the right run. Sounds like the pick of them might be in South Australia today and more hopeful than confident at Caulfield. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. I think the racing in Caulfield is extremely competitive and we're in some hard races, but, um, yeah, hopefully Philosopher can, can get the day started well. What's the latest on Artorias? He's good. He's uh, he actually had a gallop about an hour ago, two hours ago, I got an update. So, um, yeah, he seems he seems well. He, he had a gallop, as I said, yesterday at, on the Albahatchery and he goes on the flight, I think it's on Sunday or Monday, so he'll head into quarantine and um, it's obviously a little more difficult. It'll be good to see him when he arrives and assess where his fitness is at, and um, and then we can make a plan. He'll likely just have the one run in spring where that will be. We'll just wait and see. Good luck today, Sam. Thanks for joining us this morning. Cheers. Thanks, Ryan.
JD Hayes has got a big team heading, and I think the busiest part of the morning for the team at Lindsay Park might have been reprogramming the horses that were scheduled to go to Tatura today with that meeting abandoned. JD joins us this morning. Good morning, JD. Good morning. Thank you for having me. A yeah, number of runners heading to Tatura to today. Unfortunately, you'll have to find alternatives for them. Yeah, we've uh, been putting alternative plans in place all morning. We had a big team heading there, but um, happy not to be competing on a heavy, heavy team. You are heading to Caulfield, and you've got Asar in the Group 1, the Sir Rupert Clark. How did he come through that last start win that was expected by some and a surprise to a few? Yeah, he's a horse, um, as punters know, doesn't win out of turn, so it was good to see him produce the ability that he's shown us all along. Um, can't fault the horse physically. He's really sound. He seems to be in a really good frame of mind, and um, he looks to get um, he looks mapped to get a beautiful run in transit, so hopefully it all falls into place. How's he done? He's obviously had enough racing and he's been one of the fittest horses in, in the mounting yard in, in recent times. How's he held together since that last run? Yeah, we believe he's actually the fittest horse in Australia. There wouldn't be an ounce of fat on him. He looks outstanding and um, yeah, he's done really well between runs. Because he's so fit, we um, have really just ticked him over. He's only had two pieces of work going into this, so he's fresh and well and feeling good about himself. How's Exolita going into the how now, race eight, first up? Um, she's trolled up really nicely. Uh, she strikes quite a hot field, but I think from the barrier she'll be able to um, get a beautiful run in transit as well. And Mick D knows her well and hopefully get the best out of her and look for a hit in the line um, really hard. Uh, I think she represents a little bit of each row value, but in a very competitive race. You've got Hinter Blue over at Morfordville going around in, in race seven, only narrowly beaten last start. Your assessment of Hinter Blue's chances today? Uh, he's looking to go one better. Uh, I think he's good value at the $12. Got a lot of respect for the Paddy Payne horse. Um, I think it's well placed there. So he might be one for Quinellas and Trifectas. But from the barrier, if he gets the same cushy run, um, he'll be thereabouts at the 200. Who do you think's the pick of the team today? Um Look, at Caulfield, um, we've got good chances, but we need a lot of luck to go our way, and there's a lot of value there. So a small each-way bet on both. If one of them bobs up, even at a place line, I think you'll come out in front. So a small each-way at Caulfield all day. Update on Mr Brightside coming through that win in the fan? Yeah, really happy with him. Um, he's in a really good spot, working well. He's going to do his final piece of work on Monday ahead of going to Sandown, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing how he goes through his gears on Monday. Shaping up as a terrific race, the Underwood. We've got Zaki being scratched today on Thunderstruck heading there. Mr Brightside, it's going to be an outstanding contest. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be a really good yardstick for us. We've always said the whole way through that this race point us a more clearer direction where we're going to go in the spring. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing how he competes against the best. Looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing the runners today. Thanks for joining us, JD. Thank you for having me. 5 to 8 on RSN 927. Dean Lester, David Gately, and Nicole Thomas to join me after 8 o'clock for the form panel. And then David Gately will be previewing that big Group 1 meeting at Randwick. Don't forget the big team from Racing and Sports coming on board for the first week. 9.30 this morning. Looking forward to that before we head to Michael Felgate, Dan Malecki, and Matty Stewart on course for Group 1 day at Caulfield. Time for a break on RSN 927. It's 3 to 8. A couple of minutes to 8 on RSN 927. The Saturday form panel assembly. Dean Lester, David Gately and Nicole Thomas from the tab after 8 o'clock confirming we're running on a soft six track 
at Caulfield. They got four mils of rain overnight. The rails in the six metre position were on a soft seven at Randwick for their Group 1 meeting with the rail in the true position. And unfortunately, due to the overnight rain here in Victoria, the big provincial meeting at Tatura today has been abandoned. So no provincial racing in Victoria today with Tatura abandoned. Soft six at Caulfield, soft seven at Randwick for their respective Group 1 meeting. Sean Cosgrove, can we check the scratchings at Caulfield prior to the news at 8 o'clock and then the panel? Good on you, Warren. Now it's Shari, and uh, it is a soft six. The rounds have six metres, the entire circumference. Total of 15. Race one is clear. Race two, ten sweetened. Number ten. Third event, one Catalan. Number one. Race four, clear. Five. Race five, three, seven veils. Eight, Madame Pomery. And sixteen, Foxy Gold. Three, eight, and sixteen. Sixth event, twelve, Alias. Number twelve. Race 7, the Sir Rupert Clark, the Emergency, 17, Dragon Leap, 18, I Wish I Win, 19, Age of Chivalry, and 20, Open Minded, 17, 18, 19, 20. The 8th, 3, Argentia, 10, Felicia, and 12, Larkspur Run, 3, 10, and 12. Race 9, 6, Rocketing By, and 10, Sartorial Splendor, 6, and 10. And one late riding alteration in race 4, number 10, Berardino, is Jai McNeil. Jai McNeil on 10, Berardino in race 4. Shari, a soft 6, the rail is out 6 metres, the entire circuit at Caulfield today. <laughs>